Good evening, everyone. Sunday night, the 30th of May. Uh, impromptu little jump on to have a chat about what's happening at the moment. Um, we're up to episode 36 at the moment. Uh, let's bring on our good mate, Cuz. How are we, Cuz? Good to see you, mate. How are you, mate? Good to see you. Yeah, very good. Very good. Not bad for a Sunday night. Cold. It is a little bit fresh, hence the uh, <laughs> hence the beanie brought to you by our great sponsors in Game Day, Game Day Apparel. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful sponsors. Uh, tell so me, guys, what's been on on this weekend? What have you been up to? Uh, well, as you know, mate, we can't travel too far. Can't do an awful lot socially, so spent a bit of time myself and the good lady wife out in the garden this afternoon. Oh, you're so a good man. Front and back lawn, and Jody did a lot of weeding, so it was good. Look, and once you get into it, it goes pretty quick. So, yeah, so that was enjoyable. And the sun was out, so it was actually quite a nice day. Very good. Very good. It's um, It was a beautiful day, actually. Uh, the whole weekend was pretty good. Um, at work, yes, uh, Saturday, and got to enjoy a little bit of downtime on Sunday, which is good. So just had the immediate family, as you do, hence the <laughs> uh, lockdown rules. Um, and the two hours of exercise. Didn't really get the two hours in, to be honest. It was it was overkill for me this time. <laughs> um, we've got to build a bit of momentum up again there, that's for sure. Get out for our walks again. Yeah, for, look, I saw, I saw um, two of our beloved walkers earlier yesterday, Saturday, and they just been on a long walk, so they're kind of catch up, Jane and Stuart Collinson, um, kind of catch up and walk a little bit more again. Hopefully not for as long as last time, though, mate. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and a good friend of ours that's come on all the way from Canada. He's uh, missed our good friend, Kerry Goulet's show, The Gooch Live. Um, the Gooch Man. Yeah, and his learner's on. So he absolutely loves it. And it's a very, very bright early morning uh, in Canada. So it's pretty fresh over there, just quietly. I was going to say, we can't complain about the cold because their mornings and evenings would be a fair bit cooler than ours. What time over there, roughly? About uh, well, it's looking about five or six a.m. I think six a.m. I reckon okay. we're pretty early. So, um, yeah, I hope to get Robert on one day and have a chat about uh, his life story. It's it's an incredible one, mate. Truly inspirational. So I, I won't yeah, take too much without getting him on one day. Um, no, so the, the great lovey will join us eventually. Um, oh. Punch well is definitely his key. Absolutely. Where do you want to start tonight, mate? Oh, mate, as you know, my life's always an adventure. I, I provide many humorous anecdotes for yourself and Mr Love and other friends of mine at times. So I'll give you a little adventure today because at the moment we haven't got a lawnmower, so I obviously rely on mates borrowing theirs. I had to hire one today. So I took myself down to the local BP and Monty just to hire the lawnmower. How much do you reckon that sent me back to hire the lawnmower? Oh, I reckon there's probably no change out of 80 to 100 a day. Well, no, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I think it was 60 for the, I think she said for four hours, which is basically the day. But then I had to pay a deposit of 100. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, you love it, the whole pay the deposit system. When you pay the deposit, it comes out straight away. So when I finished doing the lawns, took it back sort of mid-afternoon, about 3 o'clock, and she said, oh, fantastic, thank you for that. Give us your card, we'll put the refund back on. And I said, will that go back on straight away? And she goes, oh, yeah, definitely. 
10 past eight, mate. Still no sign of the money. <laughs> no, <laughs> pretty sure they invest that for the night, mate. Um, <laughs> and then as a classic, I had to go past there later on. I went down to the supermarket and I just called in just to put some out of tyres. And the lady, she was there, she came and she goes, oh, has that money gone? And I said, no. And she goes, oh, it can take up to 48 hours. I went, yeah, of course it can. <laughs> yeah, that little disclaimer you didn't tell me at the start. <laughs> Well, it was pretty, look, pretty laid back. And I like you, mate. I always like support. I know BP is a global conglomeration, but I like, always like support to local people. And they've been around there for a while, the people who own that BP. But it was very funny, mate. Like she, she had, it was the greatest dodgy operation of all time. All, all I had to give her, apart from obviously, obviously the money, I showed her my license. And then she said, oh, can you just wipe your phone on with a bit of paper? That was the, that was the, that was the disclaimer. Nothing oh, else. Fair to say, I don't think there's too many people knocking off lawnmowers these days. You wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. I suppose the, the question I asked there is, did it start first go? That's always the, the dreaded it took lawnmower. took a little while to warm up, but once it started, um, yeah, it was a, I think it was a Honda mower. Yeah, very good. Oh, well, shout, out to, shout out to Honda, one of our <laughs> mower suppliers now. <laughs> we might, we might get this pitch. Absolutely. That's right. Um, yeah, thank you for mate for what we sent you earlier. You sent us a couple of stuff for the for gigs and whatever, which is fantastic. And mate, look, a big thank you to you, mate. I've really enjoyed catching up and going and seeing some of our well, a lot of our guests who have been on the podcast, but also just catching up with some great friends, but some great musicians. And it was great to have obviously catching up for your birthday last Sunday, and the lovely came along as well and enjoyed it. And what a great day that was! But just. How sad that we're back where we are. I just hope we, we as people do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And just a shout out back to Ash Naylor, who came on the show last week. Yep. Um, he was fantastic. It'd been a, a long time coming trying to get Ash on the show. So it's fantastic to have him on. Um, and a shout out to Wolfie and Davey Lane, and also Ash again, part of uh, Marshmallow Overcoat that we went and saw uh, last week. And uh, and sadly, yeah, we're we're back in lockdown for potentially seven days, which we're day three now. I think we are up to. Um, yeah. But the chances of it being seven in a fourteen-day quarantine scenario, I'm kind of hinting more that it might be ten to fourteen that we're looking at here. Look, and I'm the same. Look, and I I do admire Molino and those guys who are trying to give us as much information as they can. But I tend to think it might as you said, be 10 to 14 because it's not so much because of the cases. It's more there's so many Tier 1 sites are popping up now as they're discovering where people unwittingly, I'll say, have travelled when they've been unaware that they were infected and whatever. Yeah, I think um, one of the points I discussed, and I've had interesting reaction from different people in different states about their opinion on this, but your thoughts on the whole lockdown scenario, given where we were at under 10 cases when it happened? Look, living with a former member of the medical fraternity, Jodie's pretty strong on this sort of stuff, which it, which is good, and she's got a pretty good insight into it. But as she said, I suppose that it seems very draconian to lock the whole state down, but if they didn't and it got out of hand, you've got to think worst case in a way, and as much as that takes away in some way some civil liberties for sure but I think I'd rather be sure than unsure and I think this I know there's still a degree of uncertainty but I think there is look 
we got away with it last time for what how, how 135 days or whatever it was. And as much as we don't want that again, we found a way to come out of it. I think these little short ones that we may experience now in the next week or so with the vaccine, with people now getting tested, look, look at the rates of testing on as quickly as, say, Friday when they announced they're going to go and lock down. If this is the, the wake-up that people get, I'm happy with that. Yeah, look, you can always open early, which is yeah. Uh, yeah. obviously what happened in Adelaide and also happened in yeah. Perth. So um, sadly, it doesn't seem to happen in Victoria that way and we tend to go longer. <laughs> I think our, we're well over the 150-day mark of, of total lockdown days um, yeah. and it's looking looking like we're going we're gonna to top it again for probably potentially at least 10, 7 to 10, I reckon. Um, uh, that's – but – Look, we've we've all done it before, and look, I don't really think this one was the answer. Um, they did say we'd kind of really would avoid it if possible this time, but yep. Dan steps aside, in comes Mister Molino, and he, he's the first one to lock us down. And I don't, obviously, it wasn't his call, but um, it's not ideal, is it? Absolutely. I mean, businesses are really hurting. Um, yeah. Let's forget musicians for two seconds, who who obviously a lot of our show revolves around, but. Um, hospitality, uh, a lot of places have decided just to lock the doors now for seven days instead of trying to pull the takeaway thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't blame them, to be honest. Um, they would have had their week's worth of food ready to go. And, yep. um, yeah, sadly, it's not even going to be a takeaway. It's going to be a spoiled job, I think. I, I just hope, and I mean hope, from a federal and a state point of view that, those businesses, whether it be travel, whether it be hospitality, whatever it might be, that they are looked after because regardless of whether we have a seven-day, 10-day, whatever, a lot of them, as we know from exposure we've had talking to people on the show from a from the musician or the musical industry and entertainment industry, obviously we've all, we also know people who own their own businesses and whatever, tradies and whatever, a lot of people are taking big hits and they need to be looked after because it's going to take a while for the whole economy to come back in. So I think that's where we've got to just suck it up a little bit. And I'm a bit the same. I don't think, do we need to go into total lockdown? No, but if you speak to, from a world stage, what has happened here in Victoria, yeah, as you said, well over 150 days of lockdown, that's not ideal, but we're in a, still in a pretty good position because of it, I, I think. And and if you speak to other people around the world and health organisations, it's been a pretty good model. When you're living it, you're thinking, shit, not again, how are we going to cope? But as I said to one of our colleagues at work the other day, life deals your lemons, as much as it's a bit of taste, it's got to make lemonade for a little bit and... That's part of how you deal with adversity. And I know that yeah. doesn't make it easy for people, but guess what? you just got to suck it up. Yeah, you sure do. Um, I think you're right. Once again, we've just got to look at the positives on this one. We're all got to support yep. each other. Um, do everyone a favour and just ring ring around, ring a couple of mates and yep. see who is sitting at home and see who needs a chat. I'm very lucky that I've got family at home and friends uh, that I can call on. A lot of people don't have that. So I spoke to a guy today who's 
pretty much, you know, down in the dumps because he'd been through this situation plenty of times. And this time he's finding it a little bit harder, even though that he thinks it's only going to be a week. So, um, yeah. yeah, there's there's no doubt. And thank God for, for sport um, and the AFL and NRL being able to, at the moment, get that round done. Um, let's just uh, see what happens with the rounds to come, I guess. And I think, the, the, as you said, mate, the biggest thing too, as we've known, look, the reason we started doing this podcast 36-odd episodes ago, whenever it was, was to help people in whatever way, shape or form to get through the struggles of COVID and the isolation that a lot of people have and still suffer through it. The good thing is it's 2021. We live in a world where we've all got mobile phones, devices where we can reach out to people send a Skype message, send something, g'day, I'm struggling. It's amazing when in this world when you think you've got no support when you actually ask for help. But as you know, we're often ashamed to ask for help as people. But if you speak yep. to all the guests we've had on, doesn't matter what their background is, when you ask for help, the help comes. I suppose that's that's the biggest thing, as you said. And I think of the help that well, I, speak, I speak about you, Lovey, Obviously, Jane and Stuart, you mentioned before, doing walks and that sort of stuff. It's amazing how doing that, oh, you go for a two-hour walk, well, that's you feel that two hours of your time. Then you do tackling tackling next thing. So let's let's move on to a, a bit of positive news for in sport this yep. this week. Um, obviously, the AFL got underway and um, it was Indigenous round, obviously, and we kick off with some incredible Indigenous jerseys um, inspired yeah. Uh, once again, they seem to just go above and beyond every year. Um, and there's some fantastic featured jerseys here. And we'll talk a little bit more in relation to whose jersey later. But one of the weirdest things I saw for the week, um, correct me if I'm wrong, was the Demons obviously played uh, the Bulldogs Friday night. And it was all good. They were out there. They played the whole game with each other. They're all being tested that week. And then we've got to go through this indoor with wearing masks, singing the team song at the end. Now, I is thought that, that was just one of the most ludicrous things you'll ever see. Um, I mean, what more can they do? But all tests negative. Um, I don't understand what the issue would be if they'd gone and played the whole game together. The second they walked indoors into the indoor environment, uh, the rules are st- firmly stating that you've got to wear masks. So. I thought they were taking the. I actually thought it was a bit of a, a piss take. I thought they were taking the Mickey a bit because that's what it looked like. Yeah. As soon as they stepped in, I went. That's like it reminded me of Grand Final Day or in a horse race when the the horse wins the race and the sponsor comes out of nowhere with a cap, whether it's two is or whatever. Yeah. That's what it was like. Because like the sponsor was handing out the the mask. I thought, oh, that's surely taking the pi p one double five because they've run no. around together for two hours. No, sadly not. <laughs> That's the rule, mate. That's the rule. But interestingly enough, uh, obviously that was the rule in Melbourne. Uh, once we moved into state, there was no issue after that. So it was the only game in Melbourne. And it's looking like being no games in Melbourne for this next upcoming week. Um, yeah. But let's touch on that one shortly. So we move to the results. Um, let's quickly whip through these, mate. The Demons got it done against the Bulldogs in a close match, and I think it was a little flattering in the end um, for the Demons. Oh. But eight eleven to thirteen nine. Your thoughts? What did you see? Did you watch any of the game? Yeah, mate. I watched. Look, I, 
watched a fair bit of footy this week on free to air and KO and, and whatever. Um, mate, I know it's cliche, but they are looking the real deal. Look, I, I, I rated the doggies and in, in, my, in my tipping and the family tipping we've got, got going on in our house. Um, I tipped the doggies with confidence, but look, Melbourne were very impressive. Yeah, look, uh, obviously being a mad demon supporter, I'm I'm pretty excited, but um, definitely, obviously, keep the lid on. But it was more a case of enjoying the ride, um, which is another good mate of mine said to me, just sit back and enjoy it, mate. Um, don't get ahead of yourself. Which Dave Cosmo, by any chance? Well, I am a demon supporter. So no point getting <laughs> ahead of yourself. But, uh, yeah, look, I think it's been a great, great result so far. Would, would anyone have told me that we'd won 10 games? Um, out of we're up to what are we up to round 11? 11? Yeah, incredible effort. Um, I wasn't really expecting to win 10 for the year, so it's going to be a really interesting play on how we go for the rest of the season. But I don't really think anyone really tipped the doggies to be doing so well either. They thought they'd be coming back, but I didn't think they'd be in the top couple. Nah, but I, as a look, as you, you know me pretty well, mate, I'm a bit of a glass half full sort of person. It can often just take a couple of little tweaks to think, to go from, oh, God, we're rebuilding, we're struggling, we're going to struggle to win games, to the, to the other position. Like you look at, obviously, team cluster, my heart, the Bombers, round four, we played Porto a lot over there. They beat us by 10 goals. Draper went down. Dylan Shield went down. Jod Core went down. Everyone goes, see you, Bombers. The arse will drop out of you. The three draft picks all came in and played. Now we're percentage out of the eight. I'm not saying we're going to make the eight. I'm not getting ahead of ourselves. But just the belief in the group. Melbourne have clearly got that now. The Doggies have got that. And that said, you look at North who are down the bottom, Hawthorne, Collingwood. I don't think the gap's that wide anymore. Yep, I think with, with, with oh, size draft and good players and whatever. Let's just move to the bottom eight of the ladder for a second. Yep. Um, you know, you never. This could have easily been, you know, four or five of these teams could have easily been in the eight originally, um, and forecasted to be. So it's going to be really interesting to see some of these games pan out in the next few weeks. Um, well, Collingwood with Adelaide, pretty, pretty, pretty critical as far as what happens with Adelaide coming forward. Um, Collingwood. Obviously, on the knife's edge now with Buckley. What's going to happen there? That's another another great story, and it has been for three or four weeks. So I really think Buckley's pretty safe, to be perfectly honest. Your thoughts but on you look, at that game, look, look at that game yesterday, and as people say, mate, like, as the media like to say all the time, whether it's print, whether it's radio, whatever it is, oh, Collingwood are terrible. What a terrible game of footy. A lot of people have Geelong in their top, if not top two, top four. Collingwood are what? A game off the bottom, they got within ten points. Now I know they didn't yeah, score. For them. I mean that was that was a terrible, terrible scout. Oh, terrible spectacle to watch, obviously, and even listen to. To be fair, the commentators yeah. are really battling with the game. But um, at the end of the day, a side that's travelling ordinary can drag a really top team down. Oh, mate, and, and I'm a firm believer in that, and that's that's how I believe that the the comp's closer than what you think. Like. If, if someone said to you, in all honesty, you said before, you got $1,000, Melbourne are going to be on top with the doggy second and they've lost three games between them, 
you wouldn't have put bad money on that. If I'd have said to you, Essendon's going to Perth, West Coast haven't lost a game maybe this year, back the Bombers, you'd laugh at me. Yep. But yeah, they definitely. gave them a start and went over them. Yep. And, and um, in all honesty, probably yeah. going, not to be smart, I reckon they go in against Richmond this week as possibly favourites. Yep. Well, we'll come to that one in a second. Yeah. But you've got um, Brisbane Lions demolished the Giants. Um, no real surprise there, but I thought the Giants had put up a little bit more of a shot. I think I think their injuries to key blokes are starting to take a bit of a toll for the Giants. Sure. Yep. And I, and I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like, you look at Richmond, they are the form side and have been for the last three or four years. But you, you get injuries to key players and then you keep getting them, you're going to suffer it doesn't matter how good your your second team is, what you're gonna suffer. Yep. And I think that's that's what's brought the tides back to the field a bit. If you look at the sides around them now, that's the thing. It's that's where Melbourne, the Doggies, even Sydney, those Geelong, they've put credits in the bank early. Like you being ten and one, even if you have a drop off for three or four games, you're not gonna be too far away. You'll drop back to the middle of the eight. But you're not going to drop down too far. Yeah, yeah. And but that's it, and though. The biggest thing—it's not just wins, right? It's it's percentage as well. And if yeah. you can, if you can sit um, pretty comfortable, it's been a long time since Melbourne's had a good percentage above a hundred, um, and now they're sitting at one thirty-five. So you've got a little bit of one thirty-eight there. So you've got a little bit of room to move. Um, obviously, Bulldogs still being the benchmark there, sitting at one fifty. But that if you're above sort of one ten to one twenty. That's a pretty good bracket to be in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, talking about percentages, like the good percentage you've got. That's the thing with Essendon. Apart from the Port game, they tossed a new one. Our percentage is 104. So if you look at us compared to the next, like, where are we? 106, sorry. We're obviously on the same points as Freo, but they are 94.4. Yep. So we win next week. Obviously, we overtake Richmond, and then you cement yourself in the eight. So the top side, obviously, is Melbourne. You have won ten, but if you look to if you take down a say say Port, who have won seven, it's pretty close from about fifth to about tenth or twelfth. Yeah, very much so. Um, and, that, and that's why I think the evenness. Like if you look at Carlton, as frustrating as that might be to the supporters, Carlton, Gold Coast, even the Crows to a lesser extent as well. If they get a bit of a run on and win three or four games on the trot, they're right back in contention for the eight. Yeah, look, Carlton really had their opportunity today uh, against the Swans, to be honest, and and they really had it for for three quarters. They were right in it. Um, But a good team will really put the hammer down when they really need to. And Look, Swannies are coming, mate. They're they're pretty good, pretty good team, Sydney. Um, they got a lot of young kids playing really well, and that's what you get, though, with the Swans. You get them in bursts. Um, and you don't necessarily get them all for four quarters. So it's going to be interesting because that result there, sorry, I've uh, skipped forward. Um, that result from that one is is going to be interesting. I mean, that's they really blew them, didn't blow them away, but 22 points in the last quarter when a super tight game. But, um, but I'm, yeah, I'm a bit, I'll be a bit harsh. I reckon in the last quarter they were a bit insipid, Carlton, I thought, like for, for to keep them in check with the eight. Like, I'm not saying they still can't make it now, but to keep them in check with the eight, they blew a big opportunity today. Because you said, for the majority of the game, and I watched a fair bit of it, 
because we'd, we'd finished the gardening by that sort of stage. They were in control for two-thirds of that game, but they had probably moments, Sydney, where, as you said, five minutes in about the second, probably five minutes in the third, early in the fourth, where Carlton couldn't have touched a footy. Yeah, it goes to show you, though, a couple of goals in that start of the last quarter, they really hurt. They just kick, take the wind out of the sails. They take all the momentum, and then it is a momentum game to try and just get it back. Um, it's a tough It's a tough gig. Well, that's... Um, I think that's the biggest thing I take out of the new way footy's played in terms of the new rules and the adaptation of those new rules and the effect that has on the game is you look at, say, the West Coast Essendon game the other night. Now, it's a fortress Optus stadium for interstate sides like Richmond at the G, but momentum in modern football is an amazing thing and the belief when you kick a couple, well, hang on a minute, let's we kick a couple more. Now, I didn't see that game, Cuz, so how far back were they? 29 points down. Look, I don't know. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. They lost Cali early in the first quarter. Yep. But 10-minute mark of the third quarter, they were 29 points in front West Coast over there yep. on a not a wet, wet night, but it had been raining. Now, Oscar Allen got well, – he didn't get subbed out because he subbed out Cali, but he went off as well. But And that's got to, that's got to definitely hinder – their ability to be firing on all cylinders. But, mate, for a young group to go over there, that's a bit – that's – as an Essendon supporter, and I'll hand on heart, that's that's a, that's a defining game for them as a young group. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's – I think not only is it their best win for the year, I think it's yeah. the best comeback oh. for the year for sure. Um, yeah. And a good, good mate of ours, Dave, who – You've proudly wore one of his hats, mate. He's, he's obviously <laughs> super keen to talk about the Dons. Um, he loves the Bombers. A good Bombers man, and uh, there's no doubt Dave will be sitting back thinking, yeah, that was one that we should have won. Now, well, well, you did yeah. win it, and you got it done. So you never know when you go over there. I don't I don't believe it's as big an advantage as a game. If, you're, if you can stay with West Coast... The difference was you were five goals down. That's a, that's a pretty big margin to turn around. Yeah. Um, and you've got to get going. Once you get going, because one or two more goals, that's it. The game's done for them. Oh, for sure. But I, th- I think, I think, not that you're as young as us, but I think that's why Melbourne are doing so well. The Doggies as well. Yes, the Doggies in Melbourne have got some experienced players, but you've got a lot of players, as of Essendon now, in that, what I call that 40 to 80 game bracket. Who are experienced enough now? Hang on, we're good enough to do this. Why can't we do this? Yes, they're playing it in their home ground, but I go back to what Ross Lyon used to say: any port, any storm, and that's how you got to be, especially with what might happen in the next ten, two, three, four weeks, whatever. Yep, and, and a I shout out to what... uh, shout out to Dave in relation to the <laughs> EJ isolation sessions. Dave, we've got a week. So who knows? Must- you, could, you could pull one off uh, another EJ isolation session, maybe a best of at least to get back out there, uh, out for the fans, the fans of the EJs, mate. Just a quick little one would be lovely. It would be. Um, so I suppose we, moving, we'll just touch on uh, on the game coming up, the Dreamtime game that's now been moved to Perth. I think that was a smart call, uh, to yep. be honest. Get it away from Melbourne. Uh, as disappointing as that'll be, it'll be an absolute spectacle, um, no doubt, over there. Um, and the great part is, is uh, Essendon, 
end up being the home team this week? Well, the, the interesting thing about it is having a week there and I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like in Perth during the weekend, next weekend, but, and I don't say this in a cocky way, but I think we go in favourites playing, it's like a horse who sees a track for the second time as opposed to a horse who haven't seen something before, playing a golf course you haven't played before. Yep. We've, I know which one have played there before, but we've had a week there, we've been acclimatised, which one will come over some stage this week. But, look, I think, look, they had a good win today or got the job done today, which one, but I think, and that's the, that's the joy when you become as good as what they have become. You become the hunted, and now I think, I'm not saying sides have worked them out, and I'm not saying they're, going to fall away, but sides are beginning to work out some of their things, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting with Richmond because there's no real set plan. That whole no. get it in crazy get in. Um, is, is a great, always been one that's really hard to coach against. Uh, so we're really looking forward to, to seeing the Tigers coming up and just to see who, where's their uh, next one. Obviously, Bombers next. Um but it'll be interesting to yep. see who they've got next. So their win loss, win loss. So that's that's you know, it just keeps them in the mix, and that's all you need to do at, at the moment. I mean, the teams that have got the run on, Geelong's got a good run on now. Um, Brisbane's just playing incredible footy. They're what are they at four, five wins in a row there? Um, fantastic game coming up this week: Demons versus the Lions. Uh, that will be a massive test for Melbourne, and I'm pretty uh, pretty positive that we'll go all right, but. You know what? Once again, I just hope we don't have the mindset that it's it's okay to drop another one. They just need to really take it test by test. Now we've become the hunted, so to speak. Now, um, and it'll be interesting to see what what sort of they put up against now. Look, it's yeah, but I think it's I, I think it was Chad Lever or might have been Stephen Magman interviewed after the game on Friday night. It was was one of them. And he said, or it might have been the next day listening to the radio when I went down the street or something. And the point they made was that they they harshly judged. No, it was actually Harms. He was yep. talking about how they really had an honest sit-down talk over the preseason about the disappointment as a group they felt from last year and that one of their steely resolves in the preseason of this year and last year was let's give ourselves an opportunity to give ourselves every opportunity, if that makes sense. So sure. Let's do what we need to do. So, yes, barring injury and whatever, let's do – and look, every challenge they've come up against this year, they've answered. So, look, I, look, I, I, I think – not to Muslim, I think they've got to be, if not flag favourites, very close to it. Uh, yeah, look, it's obviously easy to say that at this time yeah. of year. And yeah. but look, they've got a couple of tricky games coming up. Obviously, Brisbane up there is going to be tough. I think that's going to be in Sydney, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Um, then the big one's going to be against Collingwood. Now, always been arch enemies, Collingwood. It's it's a massive one, Queen's birthday, uh, the weekend, and hopefully they can get crowds back again in Melbourne. But obviously, no certainty there. Bombers get a week off that week. So to Richmond, so you know both coming back after the after the uh, flight um, or game in in WA. So look, I, I just hope it's going to be be a good one. It's definitely one oh, look, that uh, we want. 
Oh, it's a great game, and hopefully we want the crowds back because you know what a great day it is, the Queen's birthday game for um for the MND and the Beanies for supporting MND and whatever, and what a great cause that is and what a wonderful um, person Neil Danaher is. Absolutely. He's been incredible um, and good to see Dave saying that the, these are the these are the real deal because it's been a long time since uh, since people have had that vision um, and that thought process, I'm sure. Even the doubters, being Demon supporters, know it all too well that the wheels f- can fall off pretty quickly. Um, great, man. great man should come on and join us if he's doing nothing else, Dave. No, uh, Dave's, Dave's, I'm sure, got his pyjamas on right now. He's, <laughs> his old school 50s pyjamas and he's kicking back. So good I, to see you. Dave. In the, in the sort of the Hugh Hefner gown get up? Yeah, I think he's a smoking jacket for sure. With the, with the smoking yeah. jacket? Yeah. <laughs> let's um let's bring on uh, Super Late and it'll be oh, known dear. as Late, late Lovey now. How are you, mate? <laughs> any oh, any danger? <laughs> any danger? <laughs> you call the time. Uh, oh. hey, Adelaide, Adelaide time, mate? Mate, I'm out saving the world, that's all. In all honesty, mate, just just give me your family's thoughts on the facial hair. What what are their thoughts on it, mate? They think it sucks. That's why I've got it. <laughs> I love it. All the more reason for you to just keep growing it, I'd say. Mate, I reckon I'm, um, I'm gonna grow it out bigger than I'm gonna grow it out bigger than Papa Smurf, mate. Trust me. I'd love to see that, Lovey. And I reckon um I reckon cuz. You should you should start pulling the mullet, mate. The mullet or the mutton chops, mate. You take your pick. Um, we'll give you two choices. But lovey, I reckon that's looking sharp. That's pretty good in a week. Yeah, yeah mate. Way. It's uh, so we met, our footy club was meant to have Dennis Lilly. Dennis Lilly. It looks like Dennis Lilly. Our footy club was meant to have a seventies function last night, and um, obviously because of things you guys have probably already discussed, that uh, didn't occur. But I, I've actually said, well, I'll keep growing this until the 70s function is on. Oh, the boys are going to delay it now. They've got to run it later well, in the year and Lovey's going to keep it on. We just run it next year. <laughs> so, you know, what about the, um, the guy off the ta- – I think it's the Power Boy ad, ad, mate, with his moustache. Can you get little curls going out? No, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have the school books. I'm gonna have the school books hanging off it by the end of the month. Don't worry, it'll be nice. just uh, floating around. When I went, when I went to bed last night, I watched after watching the footy. There was some seventies movie came on, and talking about the mutton chops. As there's a bloke come on there, just had the just the classic thick mutton chops down about here, but no, yep. <laughs> nothing else. Just the big thick. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty special if you can if you can grow them. Berkey's Berkey's got them going at the moment. Um, he's got the big grey ones going, the silver fox. Silver it's, fox. Uh, it's pretty sharp. This shit's alighting. Hang on. That's all right. That's all right. That's good, man. Is that all right there? Yep, perfect. Yeah. I just look like I should go out and murder someone. Um, Can't be worse than Cuz's uh, dressing gown hanging on the back door, mate. So it's, it's all good. That's dressing gown, mate. I'll pass it on that you're not happy with it, though. Mate, that's even worse. The fact you've got your wife's dressing gown on a national broadcast as your background. Just to let you know, just to let you know, lovey, uh, international, international now. We've got good friend of ours, Robert, jumping on, and he's uh, you've inspired him to grow the beard, mate. So Robert's going to jump on and start getting the beard going for the 
for the family, and we might head all the way into November with it. So you, you start it, early, it. mate. Do it, Robert. I was going to say, everything to nothing to lose. Are you going to go full bid? Might have just leave that little bit of afterthought, Danny. No, no, I'm going to. Oh, it's it's um, you know, not, Shannon Noel sort of fell off the face of the earth <laughs> over the last five six years. So what has happened? Got to Shannon. Got to have the flavour saver somewhere. I'll, I'll keep it going. Don't nice. worry. That's all right. That's good. Maybe it Still could be renamed that renamed the Nolsey now. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I'll call, nope. call it the. Uh, Caught the love tickle. That'll do. But anyway, yeah. that's all right. Yeah. What's now, um, talking footy? Has Jack yes. Lewell got the mark of the year sewn up? No, it was Did a great mark, but it, no, yeah. no chance. Great mark. Just no. before you do, let's have a look at it. Turn to one of your superstars, one of your leaders, and as you said, running back with the flight, but also got a ride on the shoulders of Chase Jones. I think he's even Castagna underneath him. That is unbelievable. As good as you'll see, especially the time of the game, the state of the game, just when they needed him. It's going to be hard to beat. Fuck. You, you're, I know you're a tough marker, but that would be hard to beat. Guess what? Nick Rewalt's one didn't even win mark of the year that year either. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, true. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. True, true. And that's and that's probably what might that's what might cost it, to be honest. Um, bit of Jay history. Shay Bolton. Bolton's one, I win it. Shay Bolton's was good, yeah. Shay Bond's one was so good. Not the mark was fantastic, but his recovery was so seamless. Ah, oh, well, I, I, landed on two I feet like nothing happened. With all due respect, Len, I don't reckon you would have stood on anyone's back with your feet before like that. So no. as, as much mark, as it may surprise you, mate. As much as it may surprise no, you both, that up. was probably you've your as hasn't seen it, but you've seen a kicking along. I was actually quite a good grab back on the day. Yeah, well, I'm not good, dude. Mate, you're going to be two told. inches off the ground. Look. <laughs> I, can't, I can't now. <laughs> um, I and Dave, Dave's chiming in, thinks he's taken the uh, the live stream set design to a new nice. level in, in your house, cuz. <laughs> Get on board. Get on board with your dressing gown, mate. Get on board and show us your face, Cosma. And he's a big rap that uh, Jack's Mark. It's in, incredible courage. Um, it, it's yeah. scary, those kind of marks that... If they work, they're great, and if they don't come off, you're going to be absolutely wiped out. So incredible courage uh, and a pivotal right. part in the game too. It's an excellent mark. It's clearly mark. It's easily the best mark this week, but it, yeah, it just won't win mark of the year because it, traditionally it just doesn't, that sort of thing. Yep. Well, let's move I mean, from mark of the did. week. I mean, John O'Brien's still the Yeah, John absolutely. John mark's still the best <laughs> I've seen you. Hegel was that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely incredible. Talk about courage. Um, we might dig that. We might we might do a bit of a marks marks of the year or marks that we love over the next uh, few weeks to get us out of lockdown. But let's talk about this great goal from Indigenous superstar Eddie Betts. The pocket. Peter Nett provides the target. His Betts in the pocket. Holds it one-handed. That's it. That's what we wanted, Lincoln. The Doug Nichols rounders. Just enjoy this. I mean, he made this look like he's having a kick in the park. And his one hand, just a bit of uh, way to service there, Jase. Look at that. There you go. And they'll kick it from the boundary. 
Poor Harry Cunningham did everything right there too. He corralled him beautifully. <laughs> he just looked at him to say, great, thanks, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, you can push push Eddie yeah. boundary side, yeah. but he loves it there. That's exactly where he wants it to be. Um, and just a little one-hander, had it perfectly balanced on the <laughs> hand and, and delivered the goods. Um, beautiful to see in Doug Nichols' round, that's for sure. And he wasn't the only Indigenous superstar out there. It was uh, Buddy was pretty special today if you caught any of that game. Um, but he might be in a little bit of trouble, buddy. That classic run at the man uh, with the elbow up a little bit. No, I think uh, you just never know. Well, he might get let off because of an indigenous run. Maybe, uh, hopefully that's... I should call you Tom Brown, honestly. No, but I know know it's harsh, and I know what you think, lovey, but if the bloke from Gold Coast got... I know he got off eventually, but if he got cited for tackling a bloke, the perfect tackle... They're going to have to look at that buddy thing because of what they no, want to look at. I'll tell you why. Because they've been, no, 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 they don't. I'll tell you why. Because these dopey idiots have been looking at the outcome for the last three years. Well, what was the outcome? Yeah. Newman got struck yeah, back up. There was no Newman issue. Got back up. Yeah. So buddy, yep. buddy won't get looked at. He should not get looked at if that's the case. I hope not. I hope not. I agree he, should, he shouldn't, but I think they might. What were your thoughts about the weekend's games, Al? Tell us a little oh, bit well, about your Bombers, you know, mate. What did you think at three-quarter mate, time was, with the uh, Bombers done? Di- yeah, I was harder than a diamond in a snowstorm last night. It was brilliant. <laughs> I, uh, I I just couldn't. <laughs> Hang on. Of course, the- harder than a diamond in a snowstorm. Okay, that's pretty hard, but go yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, trust me. Oh, it was chubby. It was chub time. But I, um, I, I, that, that's... You know what? That's the best I've seen Essendon play since the last time they beat the Eagles over there back when Joe was playing and, and uh, he was under all that heavy spotlight. And they'd uh, boot him every time he went into the footy. And... Yep. They'd boot him and boot him and boot him. We ended up and winning by four points that night when we were not meant to get within Cooey. Last night was pretty similar. Young blokes just uh, really stepping up. The fact that we're in the eight today, uh, obviously before Richmond won, but uh, it says that we're going in the right direction. I still don't think we'll play finals, but I reckon, um, you know, I, I do think that we're playing probably four to five wins better than I actually thought we would. You know, you, you probably recall at the start of the year, I thought at best we'll get five, six wins. We might even push nine, ten. So mm. that'll be that'll, that'll be a fantastic season for us. Um, yeah, I think it's incredibly you know, even. Night, really good. Incredibly even, Al. Um you know, those still bottom teams can still do some damage um, for sure. I think it's going to be pretty even in the next month or so. Um, and obviously, we talked about a little bit before, just before you came on, but home ground advantage now for uh, for Essendon over there. Been there a week. They get the easy into <laughs> the week. Um, it'll be a great one. I cannot probably wait to the, see. Prob- probably the worst thing that happened, or probably the best thing that happened to Richmond today was they beat Adelaide in the end. If Adelaide beat them, Richmond on the rebound, I wouldn't have liked. I mean, they're, getting, no, they're starting to get a couple of players back. They're yeah, starting definitely. to get a couple of players back, Richmond, and people people wrote them off. They'll still finish top six at worst by the end of the year. They'll be but finishing like, top six, top four, if anything else. Looks yeah. like I found another young bloke today. Like I saw a little yeah. bit of the um, Richmond-Adelaide game on KO. Uh, well, Dawkins something or Riley somebody? Yeah. Tall forward, kick three or four for them today. So I don't know. I think your your dressing gown was covering up your Wi-Fi connection. I think, Cuz. <laughs> yeah, you are an idiot. 
Yeah, so uh, I think I think he's played a fair bit of twos footy this year. I think he's maybe his first or second game of year kick four. So found another avenue to goal because I think Lynch is going to be out for six to eight, I think, with a bit of a knee issue. Which will hurt yeah, them a little they'll bit. They'll cover that. Yeah. They'll cover that. What about, your, what about your favourite favorite Indigenous jersey for this round? Cuz, let's start with you. Well, my favourite one's actually not in that picture. I actually like the Sydney one. Yeah, right. With the black swan yep. on it, the one, they, the one they wore today. This one. Yeah, I thought it was a ripper. Looked great. Don't like the big uh, patch on the back, to be honest. Um, big red patch. Not a not a huge fan. Something could have happened there. But other than that, it, it is good. Um, don't know what's happened the at worst, GWS. The worst one again was... Uh... Hawthorne, yep. Yeah, that's pretty average. I was just going to say, I think Hawthorne's it's hard to make poo and wear attractive at any time, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, I still think I, I actually reckon as bad as they're going, I reckon North Melbourne's one looked pretty sharp too. I like the look of North Melbourne's one. Yeah, that's not too bad, is it? We've seen, um. We've seen the Richmond, the GWS, and the Carlton one a fair bit this week, haven't we, As We have. The last couple of weeks. <laughs> we have. And to be honest, I think they're, they're three. Oh, I quite like the GWS one, even though it's a repeat from, from the year before. But um, Carlton, obviously, I think is a great design and, and a good friend of ours, Laura Thompson, uh, did that jersey. And good to see another mate of ours, Dixon Patton, who we've had on the show, did uh, two jerseys there. He did the... I was involved in two jerseys, the Collingwood one and also the Essendon one. So um, it's great to have him, his work featured along this uh, journey. And we moved to um, some NRL, NRL jerseys while we're talking about the Indigenous program. Um, have you had a look at any of those, Al, and did you find one that you liked? I always I always enjoyed my St. George boys. They've, um, <laughs> they went all out. They went all yeah. out for their jersey. It was That was pretty cool. That's good, isn't it? Lots and lots of colour. Yeah. Yeah, plenty that's, happening. That's what I like about it, what I like, well, that's what I like about the Indigenous jumper is that the ones that move away from their traditional jumper the most I really like because they're, mm. they're really embracing something that's completely different to what's the norm. And, yep. um, you know, you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to still identify with your club's colours even. I mean... You know, the St. George one was good. That's why I like the North Melbourne one. It's sort of still identified, but the whole jumper looked completely different to what they typically wear. Yeah. Um, and, and it tells you know, the whole story, doesn't it? I, yeah, look, the Broncos one was brilliant. I mean, I watched uh, I watched the Storm Broncos the other night. The Broncos one, awesome. Look at that. That's just... That's, that's good, isn't that's it? That's just amazing. I really like that one. Um, yeah, looks great. Yeah. I think, I think both codes do it really well. Yep. The one was good. I'm, uh, that could have said red centre then, not red Z, but anyway. Not not a massive fan of this one, but does the job. It's a bit too traditional um, for me. I reckon that one's looked more after the sponsors of the Indigenous, I would have thought. South Rabbitohs, something a little bit different. But I, I think um, I think you're right. I think Brisbane takes a cake, to be honest, for this yeah, year. It's a good one. Um, Newcastle wasn't too bad. Uh, just to whip through a couple. Gold Coast, that wasn't bad. Um, Jeez, that looks on, like a party. 
Yeah, it does. Big party shirt. Canberra. I oh, like, really liked Canberra's. <laughs> I thought it was cool. well done. Um, and yeah. Parramatta was another one that uh, I didn't think looked too bad. A little bit different, a little bit more extra colour. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with in the next few years because obviously the, the gloss will never go off the round. I think we should keep this round forever. Um, but it's interesting when, when you talk about clashes, uh, and obviously I don't believe Melbourne and Western Bulldogs, that one clashed at all. Uh, I don't really see what the issue was, and they should have been able to wear it. So, disappointingly, they they didn't, and the Bombers didn't either. And obviously, Bombers and Richmond, obviously leading into Dreamtime, I think Dreamtime should still be the game that kicks off the Indigenous round from a jersey point of view, and um, I think that's the way it should be every year, and we get to wear them into the next coming weeks after that. But we get to see Melbourne's... Uh, Melbourne's jersey turn up uh, next week. Uh, sadly, it won't be in Darwin um, or NT where it was going to be, and it's going to be in Sydney. But Jody asked that question as well, and I, I haven't heard an official explanation. So the Melbourne the doggies were supposed to be a clash. So what in Essendon were theirs? Because and why is Doug Nichols over two weeks as opposed to one round? Oh, that's the thing. I'd, yeah, is I, it because I, of the buy? I couldn't tell you. I really yeah. doesn't don't understand it to be honest. Um, look, I think uh, it's been it's kind of been targeted a little bit more as a clash jersey as well now. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming back, Al. <laughs> that's better. Now you got the lighting. Oh, the hang kitchen, on, mate. You're... Looking good. Jeez, that's looking no, I'm just trying to um, in the kitchen now, mate. You guys <laughs> feel better about your Wi Fi. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Thought I'd jump into my own different room. Thought you were going to cook us up a little late night dinner yeah, snack. I'm impressed, mate. No, you fixed the red wine anyway. Now, now that I'm on camera, now that I'm on camera, look out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's still going to be better than a dressing gown in the background. So, you know, but. Um, well, I thought I'd change it up I, from I, the um, jump, isn't it? told me to change it up. I, I, uh, I couldn't understand the whole jumper clash thing. If you look at it, actually. One team's got completely predominant blue, one's predominantly red. So don't understand that. And it, it, you know what? Here, here's the thing for me with that whole clash thing. If you're asking, if you the AFL are asking clubs to come up with a jumper based upon an Indigenous design that can't be touched and shouldn't be touched, don't you then go and touch it and say, oh, by the way, because <laughs> we think there's a jumper clash that you're going to have to redo it anyway. Like, yeah. the, the, jumpers, the, the jumpers, jumpers are the jumpers and the jumpers, let them play in them. Yeah, correct. It defeats the purpose, yeah. Yeah, definitely defied logic, this one. I'm just going to bring it up, which I've got it here now. Well, who's going to um, go out to the football shops and and buy the, the, the uh, away clash Indigenous strip? No one. Tell me how this clashes. Hey, the, it doesn't. <laughs> Without trying to sound like a smart aleck, there's, there's, as, as you said, Lovey, one's predominantly red, and even the, the blue, the background of Melbourne, it's a completely different blue to the doggies' blue. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's still very much dark versus light, and I don't yeah. understand what the issue is. So disappointing. And I think um, it would have been nice if the Bulldogs had have debuted their man, um, which I'm pretty sure they didn't, if I'm correct. Yeah. He hasn't played a game yet. 
No, he hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned it. Oh, I yeah, true, true. I, I also don't believe in uh, just putting him in for the sake of it, but I think it would have been a nice gesture to, to get him there. They they say he's pretty close and pretty pretty much ready, so um, that would have been a, a good token. I want to touch on this one too, Lovey. Um, I know you're a big AFLW fan. The thoughts of Taylor Harris now pricing herself out of the market, so to speak. Or has she? That's the question. What are your can thoughts? We bring, can we bring Jack into this conversation? Jack's a big fan. He's, Jack still can't believe she's got a statue. <laughs> wow. She's a bit better than Jack. Uh, last, well, hang on. La- sorry, last I, last I checked, Cuz, Aaron asked me the question too. So yeah, just, just be really polite, please. Um, sorry, Al. Yeah. You look like Dickie Knee, actually. All we can see is your hat, by the way. Um, so... <laughs> Yes, Mr. Dummers. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if she was trying to pioneer a change and further movement through her um, contract negotiation. I think she's well out of the current marketplace ballpark. I think she's... I, look, I encourage anyone to try and see what their market value is worth and test it out in any environment, in any industry. You do it all the time, sure. 100%. Um I just don't think that the league is clearly ready for that sort of push. Um, You think back to you think back to the late eighties and early nineties, and guys are still almost working part time um, and earning. They were probably earning about thirty thousand a year, something like that, through footy, and then they were earning another twenty five, thirty through work and that, and making a. Bit of a bit of a, an earn on that, so it was probably like the Wayne Careys of the world who first, you know, through Ricky Nixon and that got a really substantial contract. And actually, probably before that would have been Dermy. So Dermy put himself out there initially, and yep. um, he he was he was almost congratulated for it. And the unfortunate part with Taylor Harris is that she's not. That's the sad thing for me. I think she's tried to test her place in the market, hasn't worked. I think she's going to have to come back to a five-figure salary. Um, that's just going to be the way it works. Um, but if she continues to do it and others follow, I think it eventually will occur. I think she's gone way too hard with what she's gone way too hard with 150, but I think she shouldn't be derided for trying to test the marketplace because you know what? Everyone else does it. Yep. How far away do you think, obviously, with more teams coming on in the next couple of years to the RFLW? How far away is the parity in terms of what men are getting paid to the women getting paid? Do you that's think not gonna, unfortunately it's not going to happen never for decades? Make, yeah, it's not going to happen for decades, and it's just yeah. because of the money, the, 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 the amount of money that's uh, in the game. Yep. Um, until such time you see female, the female sport getting TV rights, for instance, that may be worth six hundred million dollars a year, or yeah. Um, all those sorts of things have to fall into play. It, it's just, you know, it, it's like anything that's new. It's going to take time. You're going to, it's like when you start a new business. You lose money in the first three or four years before you start getting even and then yeah. start making profits and, and revenues after that. So um, they're going to have to be patient. Unfortunately, they're going to have to be patient, but I just don't, I don't agree with the criticism that Harris has received at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I don't really think it was just her call either. I think she's been wrongly advised on the number. 
to be honest. And I yes. think maybe 50, 50 to 60 was probably the number and not 150 yeah. um, miles off. So, um, look, there's no doubt they need to bridge bridge the, the gap a little bit, but it's definitely not going to be a non-par scenario like it is with, say, um, the tennis or something like that where they're now mm. – they're now competing for even dollars. Um, it's about a pool, unfortunately, of pool of girls that are playing now. And the great part about the AFLW game now is we're starting to see girls that have coming up and played local level footy and then coming up into the senior kind of ranks of AFLW. And it's not not so much just uh, athletes coming in and playing the game and where it's not hasn't been their chosen sport. So the day, yeah. the game's definitely getting better. It'll be interesting to see. When do the Bombers come in? Have they, have they listed one yet? Are they in the next no, couple of years? No, they're not going to let us in until 2020. 20, um, <laughs> Hang on, mate. We're not, not, not going to let us in until can about... We just, can we just talk through that? 2023. We officially had our early. first streaker, streaker on the show, so... Yeah, good well. Yeah. Um, Toby? Toby? Yeah, 2023. Yeah, talk about a chip off the old block there. Best thing about that, though, mate. He actually walked through and just gave us the quick look at to say, what are we doing in his kitchen as opposed to what's yeah. he doing in our podcast? Yeah, I know. It was nice of him to stay and wash the dishes too, mate. Yeah, look, you know, do all these sort of things. Get ready for the camera to go off in a set too. But, um, at best, 2023. Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. Left us again. Beautiful. On call, it falls off. Um, what else, uh, Cuz, before we wrap up? Uh, no, well, nothing, nothing else. Oh, the jeweler. Yeah, we've got a jeweler update. Great friend of the show. Jeweler yeah. update. Had his, his latest um, equine investment. Ran at Mildura today. Came second. Right. So he rang me yesterday. I spoke to him last night after the footy. I said, oh, how's it going to go? And he goes, oh, no good. So I came second and paid about four bucks. I said, thanks so much for him today. Any danger? He goes, oh, you would have told everybody about it. So I'll, I'll tell you when it's next running. So it's had its first start and very impressed. So right, millions coming our way, hopefully. Yeah, look out. <laughs> look cost. out. Cost. All you get is millions of invoices, I think. Sadly. <laughs> um, so tell me, do you think you had that before? If you can pull it up again for me, can you see, and it's probably a good one to get Lovey if he comes back on before we wrap up, can you see the eight changing? Yeah, good question. All right, let's have a look at uh, a look. who's in the top. Let's have a look at the top eight for a second. Who, who first? First of all, who who goes out? Um, for me, I think I actually think the Eagles will drop out. Yeah, I, look, and not not to do with last night or last night's result at all. But I think they're the ones that they still seem very susceptible. Away from home, they're great at home. Obviously, last night, a couple of injuries. The question, early on, the question though with the Eagles is, they win at home, they get in. That's pretty much how it's well, going to be. They, they win enough at home, and that's the big advantage of them versus uh, Sydney or Brisbane, where where you actually a chance to beat them up there. Most most teams <laughs> lose lose, uh, and that's why it was such a big win for the Bombers. Um, Lovey, we were just touching on uh, on the top eight and whether we believe that top eight's going to change. And if is, who who drops? Who goes out? At the, and it's hard to say with current form, but 
where do you think it's going to sit at the moment? Say the next, let's go with the next four rounds. Who drops out in the next four rounds? Oh, look, I think the Eagles are susceptible. I think if Essendon can expose them at home, then they're going to be pretty, they're going to be very touchable for the next month or so. Um, and if they're, if, if they're using the excuse that Tim Kelly went down, Yo's not fit, well, geez, um, I'm really not sure that you've got a lot to work with if, if, you, if you're sort of hanging on that as your excuses for not winning last night. Um, yeah. Now, if you're up to 29 points, I don't care who you are, you win the game. You win that game of football no matter what. So they um, go out, mate. Who do, you think, who do you think comes in? Anyone else goes out? What, just on them? I, I think... I, I, um, I still I think... think Port- si- I still think Sydney, they're a very young team still. I think there's yep. still a chance of possibly dropping out. If not, they'll finish in that bottom half of the top eight. Um, but they're the two susceptible ones. Um, okay. Coming in. Let's go with the, who's who's sitting there. Do you boys believe I, as I, Bombers look, boys, I, I, Bombers coming up, crazy, can they get crazy. there? Crazy enough, I, like I still I remember saying that Fremantle would make the eight at the start of the year, and I saw enough tonight against Port. I still think that they can sneak in. Um, they've got a lot of games coming up in WA as well, yep. so I think Freo can still sneak in there. Um, Carlton are a massive disappointment. They are, a, a, and it's great to see. But they, if I'm a Carlton supporter, um, I, I, I'd be just getting sick and tired of all the promises being made. Yeah, it'd be did pretty you watch, disappointing. Did you see much of that game today, Lovey? Yeah, I saw it all. I, 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 look, and I, I'm not they've, they've played a lot more AFL than what I'll ever play, but I was amazed by some of their just insipid efforts today. Where, like, I know Sydney loved the contested footy and blokes like Parker and Kendi are great players, but there was three or four stages in the game just for minutes where it was like bruise free football. Sydney just waltzed through contests like. Amazingly. Uh, yeah, I, I'll go even better than this, Cuz. You look at the – and Channel 7 pointed up today. You go through the list of players that will be aged 23 to 28 in that Yeah, team. I saw that. Yeah. It's – I'm sorry, but the, the, whoever's been rating this list and they should be jumping up into the eight, it's it's completely overrated. Completely oh. overrated. They, they stuffed up. They stuffed up their trades and drafts from four years ago through. Thanks, Sauce. And I really think that um, – I just don't think they're going to penetrate the top half of the ladder anytime soon with that list they've got still. There's a really call to SEN during the week who said, driving home from work the other night, and he was talking on the Andy and Bob show. And he rang up and obviously, as you know, Andy Mars, a Carlton tragic or whatever, but he rang up and said, the same words you said, he goes, I want to thank Stephen Silvani for the, for the situation we're now in. Yeah. 100%. Like, no disrespect to the blokes who are playing there. They're obviously AFL footballs and whatever, but guys who have just become list cloggers in a way. Dow, Plowman, yeah. those sort of players. And um, Plowman came one... with a fair bit of reputation and cost them a fair bit of money too. Yeah. Well, you're paying, you're paying $1.5 million for two halfback flankers per year. Work that one out. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not... And not because yeah, he's left them, I don't care. I'm not convinced about Sard's playing the role that he wants to be playing there either. Yeah, well, it's just shit. You, you've walked yeah. out on two clubs because you weren't happy. 
Yeah. You're going to have to suck it up here now. If not, well, mm. mate, you're probably going to be playing VFL in three years' time if you're not careful. Yeah, that's 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 clubs that's won't touch him. Because mm. yep. all he is is just a running halfback flanker. Then Diamond doesn't. Carton have played. Carton paid massive overs for him. Um, not so much Zach Williams. I think Williams has got a bit in him because he can go through the midfield. But and get but sad cards. Again, his 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 reputation was because he was a halfback flanker, an attacking halfbacker, and he's you're paying one and a half, one point six in the cap for both of them combined. Yeah, I find that hilarious. Yeah, yeah the other team, so the only other team I'd like to think Essendon can jump in, but I've said at the start of the show, well, when I started on the show, um, that Essendon, I still don't think we'll make the eight. Um, I almost think the eight set, apart from I still reckon Freo can jump in there. Any other team, any other team, they're done. St Kilda's percentage will keep them out. Um, I. I just don't believe. I just don't believe there's another team that can go in. I think the eight's almost set. On the topic of disappointments, what about them? Uh, Again, no one else to blame but themselves. Oh, exactly right. They went out and targeted certain players to because they were in that window supposedly, and I think the windows slammed shut. Yeah, look, it's they don't always work. Uh, there's no mm. doubt. We at Melbourne, we've always we've recruited a few high pro, high profiles that just didn't happen and didn't work for us. But look, Han- Hanbury, they just haven't been able to get him on the track. So he was he was an epic fail. Look, um, Hanbury, yeah, was quality footballer, but he's, he's done. <laughs> he's actually cooked. Yep. Yep. And that's a mate of mine. I won't say too much, but they were given that mail to St Kilda that. He's happy to come, but you'll get fifty percent of the year for how many years you get him for. And they took him on. That's what I mean. But they took him on that proviso that he said they would have taken that. Yeah, and they, but they haven't got that, as you said, Lovey. Haven't got that. What's he played? Would he have played five games in three years? No, no, he's played. He played a lot of games last year. I mean, when he's playing, they're a very good football team. And he played some good footy last year. But yeah, he hasn't been playing. Gresham's been a massive loss. Um, yeah. Then you got uh, you got the big fella, the big Ruckman, just hasn't worked out. Marshall. Yeah. Oh, McKinnon. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple there. There's a couple well, the fact, there. The fact, and no disrespect, again, more AFL football than I've ever played, but the fact they're playing Sean McKernan and they're in a bit of trouble. But yeah, the, well, the, the fact is he wouldn't be playing. He wouldn't be playing if Marshall was fit. Marshall Paddy Ryder and missed most of the year. Who's yeah. got the better king? Huh? Who's got the better king? St Kilda. Easy. What's that? St Kilda. Easy. Big call on oh, easy. St Kilda. Easy. They're closer. They're closer oh, than the you goal, get. the Gold Coast. Did you see no. some of his efforts? Did you see some of his efforts in the most recent game? What, against the VFL Hawthorne? Yeah, great. Well, oh, well done. <laughs> no, not the Gold yeah, Coast one, the St Kilda one. King at, King at Geelong, King at Geelong, King versus Geelong, the only thing he didn't do right was kick straight. He kicks straight and he wins the game off his own boot. Yep. Now, find me another 20-year-old at, the, at six foot eight that can do that. You're going back to Paul Salmon. So, he's I'm sorry, against, you're, going, he's you're going to against... be... Huh? 
his efforts against what many consider to be the less or the worst side in the comp north at times were insipid at best. Well, that's just crap. What I saw. That's just my opinion. It doesn't make it right. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's just crap because the guy is still out there. He's clunking marks. People forget he still took over 10 marks for the game. Yeah. Uh, He's taken over 10 marks a game in the most difficult spot in the ground, and yet people want to chastise him and give him shit for it. I'll tell you what, bring him in Essendon. You know, you, I don't care if he kicks four goals eight. He'll win this game to footy. Yep. He's, yep. Miles, he's miles ahead of the Gold Coast King. Gold Coast so let's King finish off. hasn't proved himself yet. Let's finish in off comparison. with the most disappointing. The most disappointing you've seen so far. Oh, team. Team? team? I think Collingwood. Yep. And I, and I, I actually don't think – I know they've had injuries. I, I understand that. But so have Essendon, so have Richmond, so have all – Melbourne's got a couple of prime movers out, Vine and others. I honestly don't think – and I'm not blaming Buckley, but I think he's lost the connection to the players. That's that's the impression I get. If you watch oh, yeah, last yeah. night's game, Essendon, Essendon West Coast, I know they won, but the, the way that the Essendon players responded to Rutten when he came out, you look when Goodwin goes out to Melbourne, other teams, Port with um, Ken Hinckley, they, it's like he's part of them. With Buckley now, I think he's lost that connect. Is that Do you agree with that? Disagree? No. I don't think he's lost them, to be honest. I, I think he's he's got them. It's whether he's got all of them. That's the question for me. Oh, I think he's... He's got top five to eight players are always going to be Buckley, big Buckley fans. Um, yeah. It's that fringe Kim kind of player that, that can't get a – yeah, that can't can't stay in this team and's in and out. They're probably dropping off Buckley. And, and it's it's your bottom eight players that are really hurting Collingwood, I reckon, at the moment. But how many more years is – the two you said, Lovey, great players, great servants of the game, great servants of the club. How many years, honestly, have Pendles and Sidebottom got left in them? Pendles plays out next year, and you trade out side bottom this year. Oh, that's how I reckon. I reckon side bottom. I watch him in the Anzac Day game. He used to always kill us with his smarts, with his efforts around the ball. He looked like a bloke who the game had caught up with him in a big way. Yep. Collingwood's, yep. Collingwood's demise, I agree, falls on Buckley, but for a completely different reason. And it's because of the way he's decided, I'm protecting my own job. I'm going to try and minimise the damage that I know would otherwise be inflicted on the team and the result. And I'm coaching so defensively that I've now just I've, I've almost bored my own supporters to death. I've bored my club mm. to death. I'm boring the game to death. I just want to make sure I lose by a few goals and not eight, trying to do something different every week. He, he, he just If he had a kept to what he was doing in round one right now, I actually still think he probably he might, have, might have even won yesterday. We might have lost by 10 goals. What's he got to lose from here? They're not going to play finals. The only thing they're going to do is improve their draft pick position. Play the, play, play the, way, you, play the way that your boys want to play. Does he, if, you're does talking he... about a, if you're talking about a disconnect to the group, that's probably it, the game plan. It's got nothing to do with culture. It's just the game oh, plan. No, I'm, not, I'm not talking from a culture. I just mean like in terms of his message to what he wants them to do and then them putting it in place. That's, I'm not saying they don't respect him. I just think, oh, I would, I would. Well, I would suggest they're putting in hundred percent what they're asking, what he's asking them to do, and that's the result. Uh, they're listening to him. Does he? 
Does he see the year out? And if he does see the year out, is he there next year? He will sign on for two more years. There's my tip. He'll sign on for two years. It'll be done. They've got bigger issues up at the board level. I don't don't think there's anybody else. Not that I'm saying. I think Chris Scott would be coaxed over. I I agree with that story going around. I think Chrissy Scott, if you gave him the right coin, he'd flip over. There's a few. There's a few out there. Yeah, I think you don't um, have to. Look. I think Johnny Barker's out there. Um, Carousella's out there. There's a few out there, mate. That are, I reckon. Um, you don't want to look at the assistants at each club. Yep. Yep. You yep. look at the really good rated assistants at each club, and they jump at the Collingwood gig, not a problem. But I think Bucks would serve. I think Bucks would get re-signed for two years after all this because the board, the board's in a bigger mess than what he is. Well, that's that, 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 that was my next question. What's happening with that, do you think? Oh, who cares? Do you, think, do you think anything will come <laughs> of that or it's more? It's all smoke and mirrors? <laughs> Look, as non-Collingwood supporters, we're all happy about it, but I think they've got to get – that's got to have an effect on what's going on on field in some way, shape and form. Oh, mate. Well, I'll tell you what. If Tottenham can re-sign Pochettino again two years <laughs> after sacking, you might, you might as well get uh, – you might as well get Eddie Maguire back in too. Let's talk about the Premier League, lovey. No. Where they finish Tottenham? Get stuffed. Oh, so that finish. would be below West Ham, would it? Mate, you, you finish one year above us in your whole lifetime. And you're and he's good as your last result, Alan. Are you? Yeah, he's got um, a spot. I'm forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> you're an idiot. All right, boys, we've chatted for an hour. We're an hour and fifteen, so yeah, let's good. let's get off. And tomorrow night, we're we're going again. Sterling, with Ryan Sterling, where it all began. Show number I'm one. Home. So it'd be great to have Ryan on. Uh, sadly, we didn't get to one of his gigs because it got cancelled because of the COVID lockdown. But hopefully, it's on again. Um, and he's been good enough to join us with his time. So look forward to tomorrow night, boys. Well, let's wrap it up. See you tomorrow. Yeah,